Now, throughout, uh, well, yesterday, actually, we learned that um, that a pretty extensive announcement had been made uh, around agriculture visas. And, well, visas for those travelling into Australia um, to try to, well, I guess, support some of the different um, workforces that have really been struggling following on from the situation with COVID-19. We, on numerous occasions, have spoken to, uh, to NT Farmers and heard about the struggles that they've had when it comes to finding people to do some of those picking and packing jobs. Now, um, joining me on the line to tell us about some of these changes and the plan uh, that uh, that they've got in place, uh, well, really, to reintroduce these visas so that we're able to hopefully fill some of those positions, it is the Deputy Leader of the Nationals and Minister for Agriculture, David Littleproud. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. Minister, thank you so much for your time this morning. As I was saying, uh, we've spoken to NT farmers on numerous occasions. It has been a real difficulty here in the Territory over the recent months and since COVID kicked in to fill some of those jobs of picking and packing. How is this change to the visa um, going to assist us here in the Territory? Yeah, look, there's already, and it's important to appreciate, there's already 25,000 men and women available from the Pacific nations. They have come in, or well, haven't all come in. There's been about 10,000 of those 25,000 that the states and territories have brought in. Uh, so they're still there. They're still available. Uh, they're unskilled workers. The new ag visa not just covers unskilled workers, it goes to semi-skilled and skilled as well. So it's complementary to our a Pacific scheme mm-hmm. and looks to countries in the Southeast Asia as well as the UK obviously it was part of the negotiations the National Party had with the Liberals of the UK Free Trade Agreement. So this is transformational. This is the biggest structural shift in agricultural labour in our nation's history. So what we're doing is trying to bring in the next generation of migrants to live in regional Australia and to grow regional Australia and to grow agriculture because what we're doing is also giving these migrants an opportunity to pathway to permanent residency. So we want them to be part of regional Australia and we're saying that if you come here for three years and then commit to do a further period after that, two years plus, then you're more likely to stay in regional Australia, you're more likely to stay in agriculture, be part of the community and you'll stay on and you'll solve the the structural problem we've got in agriculture around not just picking, packing Mm. fruit, but also the skilled and semi-skilled jobs uh, in in other parts, agriculture and fisheries and forestry and even in the processing sector. So this is this is not just a short-term solution because we're going to have it up and going by the 30th September. It's a long-term solution around ch- shifting away from the backpacker model to a model that our citizens that want to live here in Australia and be part of our future. And Minister, will it also, is it also going to impact in hopefully a positive way the hospitality industry or does it not sort of go uh, that far? Well, we already made uh, moves around the working holiday maker that if it's above, if you're going above the Tropic of Capricorn, so Northern Australia, which yep. I'm also uh, the Minister for, or you're into remote areas, Western Queensland or uh, Western New South Wales, then the requirement to do the 88 days in agriculture is not there, so that there was opening up a pathway to work in the hospitality sector in the in the north of Australia, and that was an important change we made only a couple of months ago. Yeah. So we've got to appreciate, but we're under about 30,000 backpackers in the country now. Before COVID, there was about 160,000. So uh, long term, we'll be able to bring that back and support the tourism industry and the hospitality industry. But just in the short term, we're obviously trying to keep as many of those backpackers in the country as we possibly can, because we know the constraints are just not in agriculture. It's also in, in hospitality and tourism as well. Mm. 
Minister, I know that there'll be some Territorians listening this morning going, why do we need to bring people from uh, from another country to fill these jobs? Why can't we get Aussies doing these jobs? But in a lot of cases, they're actually uh, positions that we just simply haven't been able to fill, aren't they? Oh, they can't be filled. Australians either don't want to do this work or they're too far away. You've got to understand where a lot of our unemployed Australians are are thousands of kilometres away. And much of this work is seasonal. Uh, so you've got to, got to have a transient lifestyle, can't have family commitments because you, you might start up in Darwin picking mangoes uh, and then once they're finished, you move over to, to Bowen uh, for the next part of the season. Then you work your way down through Bundaberg and eventually end up in Shepparton picking apples. So uh, the challenge we've got is that while we've got uh, unemployed Australians out there, not all of them are close. We've incentivised them to try and to try and take these jobs. About 4,000 uh, have taken up the incentives uh, to travel, and we will reimburse up to $6,000 of their travel costs. Uh, but 4,000 uh, um, men and women will not cut the mustard. Uh, we're, we're saying just in horticulture alone, there'll be a 30,000 shortfall by February, March next year. Uh, it's already in the 20,000s now. Uh, and that's why we're encouraging not just to bring in Pacific workers where there's shortages, but also work off this new ag visa because farmers can't sit around and wait. Mm. If, it, if it's ripe, it's not ripe in the paddock. It has to get to your plate. Yeah. And we can't bring people from thousands of kilometres away just on a whim. Uh, but we've tried everything. We've thrown the kitchen sink at it. And these jobs are still market tested. So well, it's important to know that Australians still get first crack at these jobs before anyone's bought in. Minister, one of the things that has been a big issue for us in the top end or all around the Territory, and I know that you would have spoken spoken to NT Farmers and others about it, Senator Sam McMahon as well, um, is the fact that, you know, with some of these jobs, we've then been trying to, obviously, NT Farmers have been trying to bring uh, some of that workforce into the Territory and um, and haven't been able to have somewhere for them to quarantine or that quarantining has been a real difficulty. Um, has there been much movement in this space sort of in the short term? Well, we've been trying to work with states and territories uh, and, and they wanted to maintain ownership of quarantine of agricultural workers and we respect that because they own the health protocols uh, in which people have to have to quarantine. Each state's doing a little bit different. In, in South Australia, they created their own facility and now doing in-country quarantining for Vanuatu workers. Uh, in Queensland, they're doing on-farm to a small scale. Mm -hmm. So every state's done a little bit different. In your, in your territory, in the Northern Territory, yep. they're using uh, Howard Springs. Uh, there's also a facility at Bladen Point that um, yeah. the Northern Territory government leases, and it looks as though the Western Australian government will quarantine uh, their grain harvest workers there. But it's come back to what the agreement was in National Cabinet by First Ministers, was that industry and states and territories would decide how it would be done, they'd share the responsibility and the cost of that. Um, we said, great, you go and look after it. We found 25,000 men and women from the Pacific that can come. Now we're going to give you, find you more uh, through the ag visa, through Southeast Asia uh, and the UK that can come. Yep. We'll stamp the visas, but your chief health officers and premiers and, and chief ministers have to approve it. So we're going to have, uh, sorry, just to go back to that point, the WA government is going to be uh, quarantining some of those workers at Bladen Point. Um, how soon is that going to happen? Because I know that's something that uh, that we've been talking about here in the Territory and, and NT farmers have been flagging for quite some time as being a spot where they could potentially have people quarantined, but it had never been sort of approved or it had never gone ahead. 
Well, this is a, a relationship between WA and Northern Territory. We simply uh, stay away from that. We allow yeah. them to work it through because the agreement is that the states and industry work through the quarantine arrangements. They organise it and pay for it between the two of them. Western Australia uh, don't want to quarantine any of their, their foreign workers in WA. They have a risk aversion to that, their chief health officer. So they've gone uh, to your government and said, well, why can't we use Bladen Point? Um, and I, as I understand it, there's negotiations taking place as we speak between WA and NT. Now, whether that extends uh, for it to remain open after WA use it, that's a matter for the Northern Territory Government and Western Australian Government to get to a to get to an agreement on. Uh, we simply say that once you get an agreement and you can and you can say your Chief Health Officer is comfortable with it, we will stamp the visa. That is the protocol that the Premiers, Chief Ministers and Prime Minister agreed to at mm. National Cabinet. Well, we might have to catch up with the uh, Northern Territory Minister to try and find out a bit more detail about that. Hey, just um, back to those agriculture visas. How quickly are these going to come into place? Well, that'll determine, be determined by how quickly we can get the bilateral arrangements with the countries we're negotiating with. Because you've got to understand, well, we might offer a visa. It's up to the, their sovereign country to decide whether they want their people to be able to take them up or not. So those discussions will start to take place as we speak, and we're targeting those countries that we already have close ties with and immigration ties with so that we could expedite it. But we're hoping that soon after the 30th of September, when, when we expect this all up and going is that we'll have some of those bilaterals agreed to by other countries. And if they've done that, then effectively it'll be a matter of, of industry finding those people what that they want in, in the skill sets uh, and then working through the normal process with the states to, around quarantining and we will stamp the visas. Well, Deputy Leader of the Nationals and also the Minister for Agriculture and Northern Australia, David Littleproud, good to have you on the show this morning, mate. We'll have to catch up with you again at some point. Yeah, and I'm hoping to get up there in the next couple of weeks if, oh. if all things being equal. So I'm trying to get back to the Territory. Uh, I was up there about a month ago, but I'm trying to get back up uh, to have a, another good look around and say day. Oh, good stuff. Well, we'll catch up with you then. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank Bye -bye. you.